Still flashback 1977 on the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics podcast, and we're deep into the unreleased songs from the 1970s, at least the unreleased 70 songs that I've heard. Nothing I can do about songs like Aces, Hey Lover, Body Freeze, Never Really Fell Out of Love with You, and the like, but I've got a good one for you on this episode. A much discussed but only recently heard by the masses, Neurotic Lover's Bedroom Baby, and it's here to blow your mind from every angle. The title alone should intrigue you if you aren't familiar, but by the end of this episode, you most definitely will be. So briefly, this song is essentially a Prince experimental goof-off track using his new drum machine, uh, a drum machine that he received as a gift from his, his new manager, Owen Husney, not the Lynn LM1 drum machine that he would make a lot of his 90s hits, especially early 90s hits, using this is a different drum machine, uh, a much more basic and rudimentary version of the drum machines that could be more programmable and a bit more sophisticated in the 80s. Also on this song is kind of a unique aspect of of um, its performance is that he does not use his falsetto. So... Anybody who's familiar with uh, the For You, Prince, and Dirty Mind albums know that Prince relied heavily on his falsetto when performing these songs. And even on a lot of the demos that we've heard thus far, Prince's falsetto is front and center. Not on Neurotic Lover's Bedroom. He does not use that. He does not incorporate that vocal technique. Here he seems to be um, mostly just talking, mostly just talking over the drum machine and some funk guitar. He has like a psychedelic guitar freak out section of the song in the middle and then again towards the end. But, um, you know, I, I mean, when I was thinking of like what kind of influence might Prince have had in the creation of this song, the the two bands or artists that I came up with and I'm sure that there's more, so please, again, fill me in if you think there are better examples of of maybe a song or an artist that was doing something similar to what Prince does on this song, on Neurotic Lover's Bedroom. But I thought of Parliament, and I thought of Barry White. And the reason why I thought of Parliament and Barry White is because both Parliament and Barry White songs often employ kind of a, a spoken intro, the Parliament songs that I'm most thinking of where this is where George Clinton uses this technique is in songs like P Funk uh, Wants to Get Funked Up, Mothership Connection, songs like uh, Dr. Funkenstein, and there's a, you know a lot more. It's, certainly, those are just some of the more well known Parliament songs where George Clinton kind of intros it with a, with a spoken word section and will pepper additional spoken word verses throughout the song. Uh, Barry White also would sometimes do this, would employ this technique. He did it in on um, I'm Gonna Love You Just a Little More Baby and Love Serenade. Those are songs where Barry White, in his baritone, 
would kind of introduce the song and introduce the theme of the song, which is usually for Barry, it's going to be more love and sex related. Parliament's spoken word intros can <laughs> vary from, you know, uh, weird spaceship and alien references to characters that George Clinton and the group came up with. Uh, Mr. Wiggles, Dr. Funkenstein, so on and so forth. So, I don't know. I mean, if they're really influences or not, I, don't, I have no idea. I, I can't imagine Prince wasn't listening to Parliament or Funkadelic or Barry White or any of the, you know, kind of uh, R&B artists that were funk artists that were popular in the 70s. So it wouldn't surprise me if those were inspirations for the creation of Neurotic Lover's Bedroom. Um, but again, I don't know what I don't know. So if you guys can think of a even better example, a more clear connection that could be made between Neurotic Lover's Bedroom and maybe something else by someone else, please let me know because I would love to be aware or made aware of that. So the general overall topic of this song, you can probably guess from the title, sex. I think that the title alone inspires intrigue, kind of like the title to a song called Vagina, for example. It makes you want to know what the song is about. If you see it listed as an unreleased demo by Prince and you've never heard it, and a list of songs, that one's going to stick out, right? This song is going to stick out like a sore thumb. And, you know, for decades, I don't think this song was really well known. It was only basically two or three years ago when this song became more widely heard. Um, thanks to someone leaking it, someone who had access to it. Now, you could say thanks, or you could say fuck you, I don't know. I mean, it depends on your perspective, again, of releasing Prince's unreleased tracks. Uh, I say thank you, because I really want to hear the song, and it's not like, you know, in 2022, the state's just pouring music out of the vault and, and delivering it straight to our eardrums, I and mean, it's been... It's been a year since we received Welcome to America, anything kind of like unheard from the vault. So and I guess we had the Do Me Baby single that came out um, on streaming earlier or later in 2021. And then we received the physical copies if we ordered one earlier this year. But there's still a lot out here. There's a lot to be heard. And I'm just thankful that even if it's an unofficial form I want to hear shit like Neurotic Lover's Bedroom. I'm not going to apologize for wanting to hear unreleased songs. If the estate releases this song someday, I will buy that in a heartbeat. I'll buy anything, basically, that they, that they you know, are going to put out there for us because I want to support it. I want to support the Prince estate, and I want to show support for Prince's music even after he's gone. But in the meantime, what we're left with is bootlegs, and officially unreleased material like this. And it's really fair to say in this song, Prince is letting his freak flag fly. So, you know, if you're buckled in, let's go. Welcome to the Neurotic Lover's Bedroom, baby, where just about anything can happen. Mm. Multifaceted sex devices blow your mind from every angle. Have you tried the lotus position while being strangled? No? 
Well, step inside and peel off your inhibitions, baby. The fun has just begun. Welcome to the neurotic lover's bedroom, baby, where just about anything can happen. Multifaceted sex devices blow your mind from every angle. Have you tried the lotus position while being strangled? No? Well, step inside and peel off your inhibitions, baby. The fun has just begun. So Prince is speaking those lines, you know, so that's basically what you can call the first verse. So he's kind of coming off, coming across as like a, a genial host or maybe even a carnival barker in some ways, like welcoming us or welcoming his lover to the neurotic lover's bedroom. So he's even got a name for it. It's not just welcome to my bedroom, baby. It's the neurotic lover's bedroom. So, you know, very official sounding title <laughs> that he's got going on there. A couple things that I think are interesting in here, besides the name of the song, which I'll talk about in a minute but uh, the use of the word sex devices so fans of darling nikki will have already made the connection probably in their mind she had so many devices everything that money could buy so in that song in darling nikki he's using the word devices there also to kind of imply that it's sex devices or sex toys and, of course, he's prefacing the word devices in Neurotic Lover's Bedroom by using the word sex as a descriptor. So, multifaceted sex devices. There's no, um, there's no confusion as to what kind of devices he's talking about. In Darling Nikki, it's, it's implied. And I think, again, it's more implied in that song here. It's much more upfront. Regardless, he liked to use this word, devices, to kind of describe what I would call a sex toy. So I think a sex toy is more of a common colloquial term to use for, you know, an array of different uh, devices or toys or sex toys or sex devices are general enough that you can use your imagination and fill in the blanks as to what potentially could be here, could be uh, used, what's part of the neurotic lover's bedroom. Just like in Darling Nikki, we don't have any idea what exactly those devices were. Which, again, I think was the intent. I mean, it skirts the the censors a bit by not getting into specifics and saying, you know, dildos or uh, vibrators or um, massagers or who knows what else. But, again, use your imagination. Think of, like, maybe what was available in the 70s because this is a... A 1977 written song. Prince wrote this and recorded this in 1977. This is um, a very, and potentially his very first song that he recorded using a drum machine. That's an important piece of uh, historical trivia. I guess I don't know this 100% for a fact, but if the stories around the song's creation are true, that it was written after he received his drum machine from Owen Husney. And you can like listen to the beat, and it's pretty basic. I think it's um, it's certainly not the most elaborate sounding drum track. It sounds like a preset to me. And hey, if I'm, if I'm just learning how to use this thing, I'm probably going to start with just presets. I'm probably going to start with just the most basic drum sounds that I can make 
because I don't really know how to use it and I want to practice. So besides the sex devices, the other kind of interesting thing to mention is the, the term lotus position. So he says, have you tried the lotus position while being strangled? No. Well, the lotus position has its origins from yoga. It's a yoga pose. So it's been around as long as yoga's been around. It's essentially the pose where you're sitting cross-legged. You kind of use this as like the most general yoga position. You see people on TV and in movies when they're sitting cross-legged with their eyes closed and they're trying to meditate. They're in the lotus position when they're doing that. In this song, though, he's, I don't think he's talking about the lotus position as, as a reference to participating or practicing yoga. I think it's more of the sex version of the lotus position. So, again, if you're not familiar with what that means, I looked it up because I wasn't really sure either. And it is essentially taking that basic sitting cross-legged yoga pose, now adding a second person and that person is straddling the person who's sitting in the, lo the lotus position. And, you know, I guess you can, maybe the best way to describe it would be, think of, um, think of the cowgirl position, but instead of the woman riding the man who's laying down on his back, both of them are sitting upright and facing each other. So that is, that's what is typically considered the lotus position for sex. That's the that's the sex version of the lotus position. And what he, the, the, the kinky twist that Prince adds in this song is not just doing the lotus position or having sex in the lotus position. It's while being strangled. <laughs> so that, that's, that's the kicker, right? That's the, that's the kink. That's the kink that's being added in this song is the strangulation. Now, at this point, he's not necessarily referring to autoerotic asphyxiation or autoerotic strangulation, or if it's just erotic, you know, asphyxiation. Like, obviously, the difference is one that you do to yourself versus one that someone does for you or to you. It just mentions being strangled. So, hey, you know, this has been, I would say that it's, if you're, again, not familiar with strangulation as it as a reference to its appeal for sexual pleasure one of the outcomes of asphyxiation is to um, restrict oxygen to your brain which i guess kind of gives you a bit of a high like when you lose oxygen to the brain you're kind of losing a little bit of your your inhibitions i mean he mentions peel off your inhibitions because you're not completely coherent, not completely lucid. And how it's described is that in this state where you're like half conscious and you're losing consciousness due to lack of oxygen to the brain when you're being strangled or asphyxiated, is that uh, it somehow enhances sexual pleasure. So if you can do the two things simultaneously, then the orgasms are supposed to be that much better, that much more intense. And so that's why there have been 
unfortunately, deaths due to autoerotic asphyxiation because you're losing you're losing consciousness as you're achieving orgasm while participating in this. The problem is the longer you lose consciousness, the less conscious you'll be by definition to stop the strangulation from going too far. So people lose consciousness completely and then they basically hang themselves because they are no longer able to stop the asphyxiation. So obviously it's a lot safer if this is done with a partner who then can stop the asphyxiation on your behalf. I think there's a lot of stigma around participation in erotic asphyxiation, so people tend to do it, and I say people, mostly men, if you just look historically at who has died from autoerotic asphyxiation, it has been primarily men, and there's, like I said, probably some stigma and some um, embarrassment around this, where men prefer to do this alone, or maybe they're not um, comfortable telling or asking even partners that they have to to help them participate in this of course if they're single who are you going to ask right who are you going to ask if you're a single man or woman to help you with this unless you like you know hire somebody so it's it's kind of like a vicious circle you know people who are ashamed to let anybody else know that they enjoy this practice do it on their own. Doing it on their own is dangerous inherently. Sometimes that leads to death and it just kind of the cycle of embarrassment because then, oh, so-and-so died from autoerotic asphyxiation. What a freak. You know, that that's not my perception. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm thinking like this is what people, our society, will often think of people who, who they find out have participated in this and unfortunately passed away because of this. But I don't want to put too much of a, a dark cloud over <laughs> the song because it's kind of it's kind of funny. I mean, Prince is not trying to be serious in the song whatsoever. I mean, he's he's really speaking these lyrics. Not really singing. He's speaking these lyrics very tongue in cheek, with a lot of um, a lot of wit behind him. I think he's doing a good job of you know being subversive, while also being clever. I mean, there's a lot of subversiveness to just talking about um, sex in, you know, in general in a song, in the 70s especially, and, and sex this uh, starkly. And then to add some kink to it certainly ups the uh, subversive angle. Uh, hello, my sweet. Want some stuff? Help yourself. Unless, of course, uh, you're high enough. Take off your clothes. I want to show you a trick. But first, I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. Say hello to my... Oh, that's it. Hold it right there. Don't move. I got the jam, baby. If you got the groove. It ain't nothing but a hammer, baby. You got the block. Mm. Stop driving, baby. Let's rock. Ah, uh, 
hello, my sweet. Want some stuff? Help yourself unless, of course, you're high enough. Take off your clothes. I want to show you a trick. But first, I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. Say hello to my... Oh, that's it. Hold it right there. Don't move. I got the jam, baby, if you got the groove. It ain't nothing but a hammer, baby, and you got the block. Mmm, stop driving, baby. Let's rock. So in verse 2, Prince is still talking about sex. But now he's added yet another subversive element to the song. And now he's talking about drugs, too. I mean, he starts the second verse by making an exaggerated sniffing or snorting sound. So that is right before he says, Hello, my sweet, want some stuff? So even though he doesn't actually say the word cocaine, it's pretty obvious he's referring to the use of cocaine here. Want some stuff? Want some cocaine? I just snorted some myself. Do you want some? I'm sharing it with you if you want it. Help yourself, of course, unless you're high enough. So again, no no question, I don't think, uh, what he's referring to here. So we've got uh, erotic asphyxiation. You've got illicit drug use. You know, Prince is really going for it on this track. And uh, later in this verse, he self-censors. I want to show you a trick. First, I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. Say hello to my, and then he trails off. Oh, that's it. Hold it right there, baby. So obviously he could have said dick there and it would have rhymed and he left it intentionally out to make sure that it's not explicit but also i mean this song i don't think was really meant to go anywhere or he wasn't going to turn this into warner brothers and say hey i'd, I'd, I'd like to elaborate or i'd like to re-record this song at your fancy expensive studio so i can maybe put it on my debut album <laughs> i don't think that was really ever a thought in his mind so just the you know the whole self-censoring thing is just a, a common trope in songs because prior to a certain period of time cursing or even speaking bluntly about sex or sexual organs was just not something people did so this was their way of saying something dirty without saying something dirty and prince became a master of this until he decided to just say, fuck it, I'm going to say whatever I want to say, <laughs> dirty or not. But especially in these early years, he was still, you know, basically playing the game. And the game meant you can't say things like vagina. You can't say things like dick or penis. You can't say things, you know, you can't say uh, fucking. Uh, it wouldn't take much longer before he would, but 1977... I don't even know if he wrote this or recorded this before he had his record deal or after his record deal. I think the, the dates are pretty vague. I think all it says is 1977. And we know that he got signed by Warner Brothers in 77. I think somebody would have to come forward and say, well, do you know when? Or even Owen Husney would have to come forward and say, do you remember the month that you bought this uh, drum machine for Prince? And if he could remember that, I'd be super impressed because that was a long time ago are you ready i said are you ready are you ready i said are you ready well if you're ready take this uh, 
and at that point he starts um, shredding on his guitar in a very kind of psychedelic way. This goes on for a while. This song is over six minutes long. There's it's quite a bit of instrumentation. Do you know what I'm talking about now? Ah, you are definitely holding some tomatoes, baby, right there. <laughs> the holding some tomatoes, I really didn't know what to make of that. I don't know if it was a reference to her breasts. I didn't know if it was a reference to being red in the face. Possibly due to uh, the self-strangulation or just from pleasure, general pleasure. I don't know. If somebody's got a, a really clear interpretation of holding some tomatoes, holding their own breasts or being embarrassed or being sexually pleasured, I couldn't tell you. Don't know. So I'm going to leave it kind of open-ended. Tune in next week, baby, for another adventure from the neurotic lover's bedroom, where anything can happen. That's the place the multi-sex devices will blow your mind from every angle. If you ever try the lotus position, try it while you're being strangled. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, get a rope and strangle yourself. If you can't do it yourself, have someone do it, but strangle. You know what I mean? I mean, blue face, just, you know, the works. Do it up. If you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> and I love how uh, he gets very adamant at the end of the song. Like, seriously, strangle yourself. Like, I'm not fucking around. <laughs> this is for real. You think I'm making a joke? Oh, have sex in the lotus position while being strangled. No, seriously, strangle yourself. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just a silly, kind of a silly song. And the title itself, Neurotic Lover's Bedroom. So... I don't know, the, the the MC or, you know, the main character of the song, the perspective, from the perspective that Prince is singing, speaking from, doesn't seem very neurotic, at least in the neurotic, any definition of neurotic that I think of. I think of somebody who's suffering from anxiety or sensitivity or, you know, maybe emotionally unstable. I guess if you think that this person might be emotionally unstable, if they're suggesting that you strangle yourself while having sex because it's it, it feels great then sure I guess I guess they're neurotic I just find it to be a, a bit a bit funny and a bit interesting that this is the direction that he decided to go for this 
Prince was a man with a sense of humor. He's he's exhibited his sense of humor throughout his career, even though sometimes you had to dig a little deeper to find it. And, um, you know, and a, and a subversive sense of humor on top of that. And raunchy. There's nothing wrong with a bit of, of raunchiness to his humor. So, you know, he's advocating drug use in this song, which he never really did honestly in his career so he never glamorized drug use to at least to my awareness or to my remembrance so this tells me he's playing a character of course i mean he literally calls himself the, the neurotic lover so that's kind of like his character in the song is the neurotic lover and so when you're playing a character you can do whatever you can be kinky you can be uh, a drug user you can be raunchy and you could be funny and i think prince does all of these in this song it's not it's not like a masterpiece song you know um it's kind of cool i like the the elements of the, the guitar freakouts like the psychedelic guitar that he incorporates i like the nods to you know parliament and maybe even barry white like i mentioned before or possibly others again let me know and it just sounds like the 19 year old just having fun and he's doing it instead of like cracking jokes with his friends like many teenagers would he's doing it via song because he's a songwriter and he communicates best via song So it's not always serious, right? Life isn't always serious. And just because he talks about um, strangulation and illicit drug use doesn't mean that you should do that. So this is definitely not him co-signing off on these activities. Do it if you like. Don't do it if you don't. And that'll do it for this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find the show on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord. Uh, server links can be found in my social media profiles and um, also can access the, the Press Rewind Patreon if you'd like to support the show. From the Neurotic Lover's Bedroom to the Press Rewind Prince Lurks Podcast. Peace. Peace.